for You're listening us. to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Doctor's Lounge on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and each week we come to you to help you understand the issues that doctors are talking among themselves in Doctor's Lounges all about all around the country about healthcare and the uh, problems facing our healthcare system. We arm you with the information that you need so that you'll be able to Fight for your health care freedom and understand what's happening when people are talking about health care so that you can advocate for yourself and, and your family. Our show is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is a non-for-profit health care think tank. Docs for Patient Care Foundation is the only physician-led healthcare think tank in the country run by practicing doctors, people who are going to work every day seeing patients, taking care of people, and who understand the problems of healthcare from the ground floor up. We are um, standing for concepts such as the doctor-patient relationship and for healthcare freedom. Please go to our website, Docs for Patient Care Foundation. That's D number four PC Foundation.org. And read about the things that we are advocating and standing for. Um, we'll, we'll go uh, a little bit more into that um, later on in the show. I want to get um, into the meat of the show quickly because. Um, I have been giving a lot of thought about what I wanted to talk to you about today, and um, it's interesting watching how the presidential races are shaping up. What uh, people are not talking about yet is health care, and I have maintained for quite some time that health care is a crucial issue in America, and uh, when it has been discussed in election cycles, it has uh, proven to be a very powerful uh, issue. In 2010 and 2014, in uh, off-year elections, health care was one of the most important issues that was discussed in the election cycle and led to um, to sweeping uh, victories for the GOP who opposed Obamacare. Um, when it was uh, neglected in the 2012 presidential election, uh, the uh, Obama um, uh, won re-election, and uh, we've talked about why it was not discussed with uh, Romney candidacy. That we're not going to rehash that and relitigate that today. But the the important uh, point from that discussion is that healthcare is is very important and when it's and when we talk about it in an election cycle and people get to um, actually look at what is happening to their health care, it's something that they take very seriously and and um, and so I think it's important for us today to look at the differences between um, the Hillary Clinton and Democrat 
positions and the Donald Trump and Republican positions and understand that there are very important differences between both of these uh, um, uh, two parties. And and I think that um, I'm not advocating for any one particular candidate that would be against the uh, uh, the tenets of the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, but I do want to point out today the differences between what each of these groups stand for. And, and, um, and it's uh, going to be something that people need to start paying attention to because I think we're going to be talking about it a little bit more once the uh, conventions are over and the debates begin and people start to um, look a little bit more carefully at what's going on. And in fact, the groundwork is now being set up. It's the, um, they're trying to soften the, uh, the stage for um, there to be uh, transition in in healthcare, and let me let me explain what I mean by that. So, in the last couple of weeks, we've heard more and more about um, the position of Hillary Clinton and of Barack Obama, um, advocating more for a public option. And I'm going to try to explain why they're saying this now and what that means, but. We're going to cover some ground today. I'm going to try to remind everyone about what Hillary Clinton started out saying in healthcare, what Hillary Care 1.0 was all about back in 1993, and transition into where she is today, and then contrast that with where the Republicans, the House Republicans specifically are with regard to um, their plan, which is called uh, A Better Way, A Vision for a Confident America, and they've published um, white papers and position papers on multiple um, aspects of American life, one of them being a 37-page um, white paper on health care, and, uh, and show how that comes closer to where we need to be, but falls a bit short of the mark still. And I'll explain why that is a bit later on. Um, And then really just to once again reinforce the Docs for Patient Care prescription for health care reform, which we've revised and is available on our website, um, d4pcfoundation.org. And um, it, we've made it more contemporary contemporary for uh, 2016. So I encourage everybody to please go there and uh, look at it and print it off as a PDF and hand it out. Before I get into uh, these differences, I wanted to point out um, uh, and discuss a, a recent article, very recent. In fact, it came out this week in the esteemed journal, uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association, or JAMA. And I, um, in disbelief, read through this article, and it is really... <laughs> You know, just just incredible how low JAMA has sunk, um, allowing a publication like this one, which was written by none other than Barack Obama, J.D. Uh, he wrote this under that uh, pen name, not the president, but J.D., and he um, laid out a case 
of how Obamacare has been a success and how um, uh, it has improved care in this country and achieved the goals that they set out to do, which was to improve access, lower cost, and improve quality. And I read through this this article in disbelief. It's just a, an incredible piece of garbage that is one of the most narcissistic pieces that I've ever read. There are more eyes and my and me in this in this supposedly um, uh, scientific piece, or it's not hardly a scientific piece, it's a special communication, but it appears in a scientific journal. And for the uh, AMA to allow this piece to be printed just shows how disgraceful they really have um, uh, uh, become and how low they've sunk, because this is just one giant piece of propaganda. But this is important for people to read and access, and I encourage everyone to go to uh, JAMA and uh, and print off um, this PDF as well and read through this entitled "United States Healthcare Reform: Progress to Date and Next Steps." And in fact, in the Wall Street Journal this past uh, uh, Tuesday, just two days ago, there was an article that uh, that referenced this piece by Barack Obama, and um, it was it was uh, really interesting that uh, Obama tries to be objective. He he um, separates himself from his own narcissism by pretending to be objective and saying that there are some shortcomings in in uh in Obamacare and that uh and that this is a uh, good start but we need to make more progress but he's claimed that this is the most important healthcare legislation enacted in the United States since the creation of Medicare and Medicaid and he's right it is but not in a good way in a very bad way and i think that the reason why he is writing this piece in JAMA, the reason why um, they're claiming that the next step would be to um, implement a public option, which incidentally was not part of the, the initial Affordable Care Act because they could not make that work. They could not factor it into the cost because if you remember they were trying to get this under the magic mark of one trillion dollars as if that's a real bargain but they were trying to get this health care plan under one trillion dollars um, and just as a footnote this is now a plan that it's going to cost about three trillion dollars um, annually so so uh you know, the I think that uh, we all re- uh, recognize the smoke and mirrors that were involved in getting this passed in the first place. But they're trying to soften the the ground and make it possible for uh, the expansion of Obamacare with regard to creating a public option. 
so what a public option means that the government offers a health care plan that will compete against private businesses against against insurance companies when that occurs when the government gets to be in the private insurance business so to speak to compete against um, businesses that have shareholders that have to show um, uh, uh, some some uh, uh, ex- to some extent they have to show uh, that their their shareholders um, where the money is being spent they have to have transparency um, the these businesses can't compete against the government there's no possible way that they can do that and so one by one the the insurance companies will be put out of business they will not no longer be able to compete against the federal government. And that, in a nutshell, in the tortoise nutshell, is is um, what is going to happen um, when we um, begin that road down to a single payer, or, or I'm sorry, to a, um, a, a public option. It will eventually lead to a single payer, which is the goal of the progressives. So let me let me just start out by telling you that the left does not believe that everyone should have equal opportunity. They believe that everybody should have an equal outcome. And so what that means is that they don't want to see people have choices and benefit some people benefit and some people don't. They would prefer that everyone suffer, that everyone have the same low level of care to make things equal. We've heard about this. You know, we've heard about inequality in in earning, inequality in education. Well, it's the same thing in healthcare. They want they want equality in healthcare, which means that not all boats will rise, but rather all boats will be lowered. And, uh, and we'll have worse health care for everybody, but it will be fair. So I'm going to, um, in the next segment, start going through with you the history of, uh, of the Democrats' push, the progressives' push towards more control over health care, going back to where Hillary Clinton started in 1993 when we get back in the next segment of the Doctor's Lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Doctor's Lounge. This is Hal Schurz, your host. We're talking today about politics and health care and uh, what's going to happen in 2016. Um, in the uh, in the break, you heard a PSA from uh, Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute, one of our um, uh, very important supporters. I want to encourage everybody to go to galen.org and read about some of the things that we're talking about today, which she writes about very eloquently. I also would like to encourage everyone to um, go to... Um, Heartland.org, another one of our sponsors. They feature Docs for Patient Care um, in their monthly healthcare newsletters, and um, they uh, uh, also highlight many of the issues that we're talking about today. We provide content for their um, web webinar series, and uh, and uh, which they put into print. So I, I again urge everyone to um, go get further information from those sources. So, in 1993, a lot of people who are listening to this uh, uh, broadcast may not even have been really around. They may have been in grade school or or not even born. Um, They may not have been paying attention to what was happening. But back then, what um, took place was that uh, Bill Clinton and his platform of 1992 um, uh, vowed to uh, to tackle health care, high costs of health care. He thought that things were going in the wrong direction. So he created a task force, and um, Hillary Clinton was um, uh, uh, put uh, in uh, a position where she chaired the task force, the first time that first lady has ever done anything like this before. And this plan was officially called the Health Security Act. People know it as Hillary Care. This was her first foray into failed policies, and um, this was a uh, uh, an overreach where uh, the government would uh, be in charge of health care. The core element of this plan was that it would enforce a mandate that employers had to provide health care coverage to all of their employees. There was a minimum coverage. There were maximum annual out-of-pocket expenses. And um, it forbade U.S. citizens from disenrolling. It was draconian. It was an overreach. And you have to understand that progressivism, which is you know basically its, its roots are europe and they they feel that there's a social compact and they and the government is is the um 
is the is the sole source of uh, of control over the social elements, and um, and so progressives in in the United States have always hoped for government control over health care. They believe that health care is a right. And um, and that's what Bernie Sanders was talking about all throughout the election or the, or the campaign, the, the primary uh, campaign. And um, I, I have to disagree with um, Senator Sanders because those of us who um, really um, deal with health care on a day-to-day basis, realize that healthcare is a responsibility of a of a caring society, but it is not a right because when you make something a right, it means that the government is giving something to people, and in order to give something to people, they have to take it from someone else, and that means that they've got to take care that physicians or other healthcare people have skills to provide, they have to take that skill and give it to people, and the government is in charge of that. And that's that's just not what America is all about. Maybe Europe is about that, but America is not. And so the Hillary plan, which was very draconian, which was very um, Washington-centric, was doomed to failure for a number of reasons. Number one, at the time that Hillary Care was um, was uh, proposed, seventy five to eighty percent of doctors actually owned their own practices, and um, and there was fierce independence in the physician community. Um, so there was um, uh, tremendous physician opposition. Second, the insurance companies. Um, were were um, going to be excluded from uh, what was uh, going to be created, which was a uh, a, a federally controlled um, uh, government run healthcare plan, and they they uh, and and they would be um, very they would be aced out essentially, and they would be controlled by the government. There would be government oversight. They would be looked at as. Um, just like um, uh, utility companies are, and they would be they would be regulated, and so they um, produced highly effective TV campaign. Some people may remember the Harry and Louise ads that um, that were uh, that were put on TV constantly to rally public support against Hillary Care, and um, it succeeded. People people rose up and they uh, they they uh, opposed. Uh, this plan and it went down in flames and Hillary was, you know, really regarded as, you know, as a laughing stock over this, over this failed plan. But they learned a lesson. The lesson that they learned was that they could not impose a gigantic change in healthcare all at once. Um, it would be like if you had a plate of broccoli or if you're not a health nut, you had a, pl- a plate of French fries. And they came, the government came in and they said, we're taking all of your broccoli away. You say, I have no more broccoli on my plate. That, you, you would, you would absolutely <clears throat> go crazy and you'd, you would, uh, <clears throat> you'd fight tooth and nail to keep that from happening. But if instead, every year or every five years, they took away another couple of pieces of broccoli off your plate and then, after a certain amount of time, 
you had maybe one piece of broccoli left on your plate and you're saying, wait a second, had this happened? How did I lose all the broccoli on my plate? Well, that's what's happened in healthcare, and that's the progressive model for taking over our healthcare system. And if you don't believe me, if you think that this is this is just partisan hyperbole, which it's not, just ask yourself some basic questions. Is your healthcare better today than it was twenty years ago? Is it more affordable than it was even five years ago, even three years ago? Are your choices as good as they were just a few years ago? The answer to all of these questions is absolutely no. And this is because they're taking away your ability to control your health care little by little. And before you know it, the government will be in control of your plate and they'll give you that one piece of broccoli which is the single payer government controlled health care plan and that's the direction that we're heading in and so so for those of you who were not paying attention back in 1993 or weren't around in 1993 that was where Hillary Clinton germinated her ideas about health care. They actually started way before that when she was a leftist student um, in college and uh, in law school in Yale and formulated these ideas about a a socialist, uh, um, centrally controlled system. Where where only the very rich and powerful in the in the center control your everyday life, including health care, which is completely wrong and completely um, the the uh, the opposite of what um, people who are serious about health care and about he- and individual freedom um, are all about. So Bernie Sanders came on the scene, and what was he saying? Health care is a right, and we're going to give health care to every single person out there for free. And, you know, he was just like living in a fantasy world. But what he did was he softened up the ground. He made it possible to pull Hillary Clinton back to her left-leaning roots and enable her to start talking about the things that she really wants to see happen, which is a single-payer, government-run health care. It's the same thing that Barack Obama wants. But Barack Obama was pragmatic. He did not want to take away every piece of broccoli all at once. He knew that we're going to take away a couple of pieces every year and leave you with that one piece of broccoli. And so that's where we are right now. They, they, Obamacare, people say, well, that was, it's failing. It is a, uh, it's, it's a problem because costs are higher. Access is worse. Um, we've taken people who had insurance and left them in the cold while giving people who didn't have insurance government subsidized Medicare, which is the worst health care plan of them all. And people are saying, well, gosh, this is failing. We need to get rid of Obamacare. But in the, in the left world, in the progressive world, this is a huge success because this is the stepping stone 
to getting to the next phase, which is getting the public option in place so that they can compete against insurance companies. And if things get worse and worse, then people are going to say, well, gosh, the insurance companies are charging us more and more for our health care. How can we pay for it? And that's what's going to happen when there's more and more mandates put on them by the government, but the public option, they'll be able to offer something at rock-bottom prices and essentially put private businesses out of business so that you have no choice. And that's the that's the plan for the, uh, the um, progressive party, which is now called the, the Democrat Party. And we'll come back and talk about the GOP alternative when we come back to the doctor's lounge in the next segment. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Doctor's Lounge on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and I want to thank you for being here today and listening to us talk about Healthcare 2016 and the uh, and the choices that people have to make this November. Um, we are brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, and we need your help. We need your support uh, to be able to um, produce shows like this and the others that we bring to you each week. So please go to our website and help support us financially. That's docs for patientcarefoundation.org. Um, there are three asks that I have of you that um, don't require really any money at all. Um, one is that on our website, we are featuring a new video that is a project that we're uh, doing uh, in conjunction with a group of doctors. We've talked about it on this show, the Let My Doctor Practice um, group. They're, they're a, uh, a project of the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. 
and um, we've, um, in conjunction with Levick and Associates, produced a uh, v- um, a video that really just uh, talks about the doctor-patient relationship, and is the first um, step in uh, a marketing campaign that we hope to achieve to explain to the public um, that the problems in healthcare are the creepy Mister Three, the the uh, third party. <clears throat> that is in the in the exam room with you and with us, and so um, we would like this video that's that you can access on our website in the Let, Let My Doctor Practice tab. We'd like that to go viral by the first week in August. So please look at it, please download it, please send it to all of your social media contacts. It's really critical that we have a million hits on this. We really need to show the the people that we're trying to reach that uh, that individuals in this country are interested in the doctor-patient relationship. So please go to our website, look at the video, send it around, help make it go viral. The second ask that I have is for you to go and look at the, um, the um, direct primary care meeting tab um, which is the meeting we're putting in, putting on in Dallas in um, October, October fourteenth and fifteenth in Dallas. This appeals to the doctors in in the audience. Um, it is for doctors who are tired of practicing in the traditional third party payment system. Um, this is for primary care doctors, both family doctors and internists, um, and um, this is the the model that we talk about on the show all the time. We're putting on a conference that is free. It costs a hundred dollars to register. You get that back at the at when you attend, and this will tell people who want to get into direct primary care how to do it. It will tell people who are in direct primary care already how they can troubleshoot the problems that they're having with all of the experts in this field who are going to be in attendance sharing their extensive knowledge about direct primary care. So please um, uh, look at this site, come to this meeting. There's never been a meeting like this before, and hopefully if it's well supported, there'll be more meetings like this in the future. And then finally, we have our new prescription for healthcare reform that I um, mentioned in the first segment. We've updated it for 2016. Please look at it and... um, and you'll see the differences between what we're saying and what um, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and the progressives are saying. And, and the differences between what we say and what they say should be a wake-up call to everybody about what's possible for you and your family with regard to your health care. So to just uh, tie up loose ends about the progressives and their health care plan, Bernie Sanders was saying free care for everybody and was talking about how his plan, his health care plan, which he actually did America a favor and put it down on paper so that people understood what exactly he was saying and the CBO was able to score his plan and it would have cost anywhere between $28 trillion, trillion to $34 trillion over 10 years if his plan is implemented. 
But what he has succeeded in doing is he has um, influenced the Democrat platform committee to pull in many of his health care ideas and drag along Hillary Clinton. So now here we are, Hillary Clinton Care 2.0, which is once again going back to the um, the public uh, option, going back to draconian control. It's Obamacare on steroids. If you like what you're getting right now, then you're going to love Hillary Care. 2.0 because it is going to um, what we have right now is nothing compared to what's going to be coming down the pike and please do not be fooled when they say that the public option can coexist side by side with private um, with private plans with the private sector um, with choice by the by the uh, uh, in in healthcare for individuals to choose which one they want, because what it will lead to is a collapse of the current healthcare market, and the the public option will win every day. Um, in a very candid uh, statement, um, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid said that Obamacare was never the long term solution, but only a step to the road to a single-payer government health care plan. And so that that should just be, you know, um, enough to scare everybody. Um, so just that's food for thought. So we have on the other side the Republican plans. Now, the problem that we have at Docs for Patient Care with most any plans is that most of the people in government who are creating plans are just creating more government. They're, they are um, their solution on one side or on the on the progressive side is total control. The the GOP plan is to um, change things around, but it still requires government control to some extent. But they want to relax many of the of the regulations, so it's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't get there entirely. Um, let me um, talk to you for a moment about the Trump plan, because the Trump plan really is very thin. There's not very much there. Now, I will say that the Trump people are reaching out. They're trying to put some meat on the bones of their, of their health care thinking. But right now, there's not much substance there. And the, the things that we're hearing out of the Trump campaign up until now are the th- same kind of tired, you know, criticisms about where we are and offer up no real meat or solutions about what we're going to be able to hope for um, if he is the president. So we're hearing things that Obamacare should be repealed, um, eliminate the individual mandate, modify the existing laws so that people can purchase health care across state lines, um, allow for full tax deductibility of uh, uh, insurance premiums to individuals, um, make contributions to HSAs tax-free, require price transparency, block grant Medicaid to the states, and uh, remove barriers to entry 
of free markets for drug providers. So these are all, you know, really good concepts, but they're 30,000-foot view kinds of platitudes. And I think that that um, clearly there's a big difference between what we heard from Bernie Sanders, from Hillary Clinton, with more control over health care, more Obamacare, more taxes. Let me, let me just say that the, the current status quo in health care is, is unsustainable. And we're moving in a direction that Europe is moving away from. Just as the social um, experiments of Western Europe are being shown to be the failures that they are, and new uh, plans are cropping up every year to try to move toward privatization of health care, we're moving in the direction that they're running away from. It's like they're running out of the burning house and we're running into it. And so this this makes absolutely no sense. Um, we need to uh, understand that um, there is a better way to do things. And, and Paul Ryan and his, uh, his house... Um, uh, associates have put together the more than 400 bills that have been introduced in the House in the last seven years, seven and a half years, to try to create one comprehensive white paper on health care. And it really is a very um, Herculean effort, and I commend them for it. Um, and and. I'd like to spend a few minutes just highlighting a couple of the things that they put out there in their plan. You know, again, it's to repeal Obamacare because we all recognize that the law cannot be fixed. The, the, the Democrats re- understand that this is a bad law. Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking about making changes to it. But they won't say it's a bad law. They're going to say... It needs to be strengthened or it needs to be modified. But they know it's not working either. Everybody knows it's not working. But they they have intended it not to work so that they can transition to where they want to go. The GOP, on the other hand, realizes that this is taking control of health care away from people and placing it centrally in Washington at the expense of hurting the economy, creating less jobs, more taxes, and it's, a, it's just killing our economy. And so they realize that Obamacare needs to be repealed. They want to see more flexibility, lower costs, more choices. Their, their plan is intended to still protect people who are dependent on entitlements without, without uh, calling it that. They want to try to um, transition to a better way to give the entitlements while at the same time creating a safety net for people who who uh, need it. They want to create and uh, spur innovation. Um, right now, innovation has been pretty much destroyed by Obamacare, and they want to put it back in place. And um, and so what they're saying, the, there's they, they claim that that Congress has enacted four major successful health care reforms, HSAs, Medicare Advantage, Medicare Part D, 
and quality reporting and paying for value. Well, they're right in three of those, the first three. The last one, quality reporting and paying for value, is again falling into the the um, progressive speak that has crept into our lexicon about what healthcare is because the government should not be monitoring quality. They should not be paying for value. It's people who should be um, demanding quality and people who should be paying for value with their doctors in the personal relationship between them and their doctors. And we'll wrap this up in the last segment in the Doctor's Lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And you're back in the last segment of the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and we've been talking about the differences politically about the people on the left versus the people on the right and what they stand for with regard to health care. And people who listen to this show pretty much know where I stand, which is that we, I and and my co-host, Dr. Uh, Mike Karuchuk, believe that people should be making their own health care choices. They should be responsible for being able to um, make decisions with their doctors and decide what's best for their families. The role of the government should be to create an environment where people are um, they're, they're, um, safe and they are protected, but people are not told what they need to be doing. And, the, um, and, and if that takes place, and, and uh, the government does their job correctly, then the market will take care of itself and costs will come down because there'll be competition for healthcare dollars when people are shopping for the best care that they possibly can get. And 
entities that provide the care will be vying for those health care dollars, and they'll look to streamline their operations and make things work for patients by giving them quality and giving them um, value and giving them um, the best care. And when the GOP says that quality reporting and and uh, value are things that they're monitoring, doctors pretty much resent that because doctors, for the most part, and I'm not saying that this is 100% because it's never 100% in any industry, but once again, if you have a couple of bad apples, then everybody suffers because there's a a tendency to try to control things to account for the couple of bad apples. But by and large, doctors go to work every single day to give their patients the very best care and the very best value and the very best outcomes that they possibly can deliver. And that's what they're dedicated to on a regular basis every day. And we do not need the government or anybody else to tell us what we have to do to achieve that kind of value. That's a decision that's left for every doctor. And if they're not delivering the value, then patients won't go to them. If they're not delivering the outcomes or the quality, the good care that patients demand, they won't go to them. And so that's what we are striving for, for a government system that allows for innovation that allows for personal responsibility that allows for people to make decisions for themselves the gop better plan is as i said a step in the right direction and i encourage people to go to the uh, gop uh, website which uh, is better.gop and and print out what uh, um, this plan is they point out all of the shortcomings of Obamacare, and believe me, there are many of them. There is no shortage of bad stuff that we've had to put up with for the past seven and a half years. You can start out with the higher premiums that uh, people are now paying on average um, uh, 44% higher premiums in individual markets. Uh, in the group markets, they're paying more than $17,000 annually for health care. Um, the networks are narrower. There are less doctors on these networks. Exchanges have gone away. We're talking about inc- having a public option. Well, you know, there have been in existence 23 cooperatives between the states and the federal government. Well, guess how many of those 23 are still solvent? Nine. And all nine of them, all nine, are in the red. So you need to understand that that these the, this is this is the um, what happens when you are dealing with the government programs. Government shouldn't even be in health care. They should be stepping aside if they want to pay for health care. They can pay for it, but they you know they should be giving people um, they should be giving them defined contributions like Medicare or Medicaid. That means giving people like an EBT card and letting them pay for it, letting them 
make choices about where to go for their health care instead of being told where they have to go and being able to be flexible with those choices so that if they decided that a Medicare patient wanted a, um, a, uh, a treatment that wasn't covered by Medicare, they could go outside of Medicare and pay for it with an HSA or with an EBT card and still not um, be penalized and be excluded from participating in Medicare, which they currently are now. So so there are many ways um, where we can improve things. And the GOP plan talks about um, many of these solutions. Um, I think that a large part of what their plan does in order to lay the groundwork for what they they are proposing is to point out many of the shortcomings, the taxes, which are um, over a trillion dollars in new um, health care taxes, um, the uh, lawless implementation of Obamacare over the last seven and a half years, flaunting the law itself and just um, making executive actions unilaterally about implementing uh, this the Obamacare plan. Um, the um, the the GOP plan believes that the states should uh, be empowered to uh, to be able to uh, make decisions about health care for individuals and and uh, be in charge of health care, and that too is wrong. And this is where the GOP plan falls short. State government is no better than federal government, and I say that even though the government is closer to the people, it's still fraught with fraud and abuse. Take certificate of need laws, which we have talked about on this show a number of times. We've devoted several shows to that issue. It is, it is um, unfortunately, um, these are laws that are, are keeping competition uh, from occurring. And there, there are laws that keep doctors from opening up hospitals. There are laws that keep um, businesses from opening up imaging centers, radiology centers, or laboratories, other healthcare uh, interests, because the hospitals can keep um, these entities from opening up because of certificate of need laws, and they spend a lot of money and they influence politicians at the state level to keep this from happening. Um, if you look at um, direct primary care, something we talk about all the time on this show as well, <clears throat> laws need to be put into place to allow that um, health care model to thrive because that's really what's going to lower costs. It's not more um, of the government plans to free up um, one one. Um, one kind of uh, health care um, at the expense of another, it's to get government out of the way. It's to allow people to make choices, and people are making those choices in direct primary care right now, um, which accounts for about 80% of the care that people get, and uh, it is... Uh, um, it is the cheapest form of, of health care that exists in America today, where people can contract with their primary care doctor for as little as $50 a month and get um, uh, tremendous care at that cost, less than a cell phone bill every month. And yet there is no specific um, rec- recognition of this kind of plan. And when you turn this over to the states – 
the states are not incentivized to allow this to happen. Here in Georgia, we have cronyism where um, when this bill was introduced or where a doctor is trying to um, work with a company that wants to go into a direct primary care arrangement with a doctor, you get politicians in Georgia approaching them and saying, so why don't you all tell me about this new insurance product that you're that you're putting out? When in fact, these same people who are um, the ones who are roadblocks to allowing this to happen are conflicted because they're involved with the insurance industry who are threatened by this change in their model because they don't want to see... Um, anything that uh, erodes into their profits. And so <clears throat> having the states in charge isn't necessarily <clears throat> the answer either. It's getting government out of the way. And so the GOP plan is a step in the right direction. And they're, they're, um, many of their recommendations are actually quite excellent. But I, I think it would be a mistake to believe that you're going to be able to um, – uh, solve this problem by having the federal government step aside and replacing a federal bureaucracy with a state bureaucracy. We've got to get rid of all the bureaucracy and have government work for us instead of us working for government. We need to be the ones who are telling government what we need in health care, which means less control at the state level, less um, pandering to special interests, opening up the marketplace so that cr- creators, entrepreneurs, can help drive costs down, which which um, will happen more so in a GOP plan than it will in a progressive plan. And so, to wrap up this this uh, this show, which is very complex, and uh, the issues. I could I could spend a three-hour um, uh, lecture on the differences and the and the features of each one of their plans. Just suffice it to say that you need to educate yourself. You need to see what the differences are between what a Hillary Clinton and Democrat Party plan would look like versus a Donald Trump Republican plan and understand that one wants to control your health care, the other wants to put it back in the control of the patients. So thank you for being here with us today, and uh, I uh, look forward to uh, being back uh, behind the microphone with you in two weeks. Thank you for You're joining You're listening us. to America's the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.